So how old are you? Excuse me, what? Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Michelle Spiver, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. So yes, I've got you. As we continue our week of getting ready for the holiday season, welcome to your social guide to small talk and chit chat. Oh yes, we have to keep it right and keep it light. I'll see you on the flip. Oh, it is social season, people. Yes, it is becoming a requirement that we become social ninjas, avoiding the obstacle traps and courses that would get us fired, slapped, ostracized, and talked about royally. And whether it's on your job, at home, in your social gatherings, or even in uh, your romantic relationships. It seems like when the holidays come, everybody expects everyone to be an expert in the surface chatter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So don't worry. Wisdom Smack has got you. We have got you. And so today we're going to go on and get started because by the time you get to your events, you will be prepared. Now, if you didn't catch yesterday, go check it out. And I want you to get up to speed on whether you're a thermometer or thermostat. And today we're going to help you with some chit chat. And tomorrow, we'll just come back tomorrow. I already know we're going to talk about tomorrow. But just, you know, make sure you come back for tomorrow. Because by after then, you're going to be right. You're going to be tight. We got you. So let's get into this. So today, with our little primer our little guide on uh, small talk. The first thing, or chit chat, the first thing I'm going to say is watch your levels, watch your degrees. Uh, in the A part, we uh, showed an example of what happens when you don't remember where you are in the, in the situation, the context, and the conversation. Don't go too deep. Don't go too wide. And for goodness sake, please be able to tread water. And that's what really happens uh, when we have small talk and chit chat. We are learning to float on the surface and to tread water and do not go below. Oh yes, remember that because you're going to be engaging with people that you either do not honestly want to get all deep into their situation because you know you're only going to see them today, you know, this day or over this weekend, or you're going to be dealing with people that you don't want them in your business. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and you're going to have to navigate this. And the way to do this is to understand the fine art of small talk and chit chat. Small talk and chit chat, just like any other type of conversation, takes some skill. Just because you're keeping it shallow, uh, on surface level and treading water at best does not mean that it is easy, If especially if you've ever had to tread water for more than two minutes. It takes some dexterity. It takes some maneuverability and some flexibility because people will go there. They will, they, not everyone comes equipped understanding the etiquette and the know-how uh, and the practical application of small talk. 
So what I'm going to do is today we're going to get you set up with some magical words you can use based on some sales training that I've gone through. And then we're going to also talk a little bit about when you need to take over the conversation with a few questions and those types of things. And I'll, I guess I'll just go on and tell you because tomorrow we're going to dig deeply into how to activate these questions and, and, uh, and those types of things. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. When you are engaged in a conversation, whether you want to be or not, there is going to be a jockeying for position. Now, We've talked a little bit on this podcast about dominance and submission, and the it's really looking for the either the pecking order of who is the most dominant, or it looks for who's going to be the lead for this particular situation. So if you have someone who makes the first overture of a conversation where they walk up to you and they say, hello. You would normally think that that is the person who is going to be the dominant one because they made the first move. But that is not necessarily the case, especially with small talk. All right. So here's how you know what position you're going to be in or that the person is trying to establish with you when you have a conversation. Whether you say hello or they say hello, that is where dominance first starts. All right. So the next question, uh, the next part is, and this is just the introduction of a conversation. Hello. If they follow up with another question, a rapid question like, what's your name? Or, uh, Or they offer their name. That's going to be them continuing to dominate or lead or guide the conversation, meaning they're opening up a space to have a conversation with you. They're inviting you in. Okay, you tell them your name. Now, some people right here, this is where either person can grab the dominance of the conversation. And why do you want to grab the dominance of the conversation? Well, especially if you're in a situation where there's a little bit of anxiety and nervousness going around, maybe you've got a touch of social awkwardness. What most people will do is they will let the air languish. Now, whether you want to have a conversation with the person or you don't, right after this introduction, hello, hello, uh, and then the follow-up question, This is the pivotal time. You can either shut someone down in a nice way or you can grab the dominance of the conversation and take it wherever you want to or you can let them keep the dominance. And it's not that hard, okay? So the first thing is he or she who speaks first after this initial uh, introduction is going to be the dominant until they're not, okay? So with every one of these, these are guidelines, these are not rules, you guys. So with everything that you do, uh, you've moved past the hey, hey, and then possibly past the introduction of uh, them offering their name or them trying to move into a transition, and we'll cover this tomorrow, um, on, on what what to do with more of this stuff where they say, um, 
this is a nice event or the food is good, eh? You know, or yes, or whatever. That's a transitional and it is continuing to um, invite you into a conversation. Now, if you want to snatch the domination or shut it down, you can say things like, Yes, it's it's really good. I'm just sitting here waiting on my my spouse to return um, because we've got to go to another event. And what you've done is you've taken the conversation to dominate and you've shut it down that I am not interested in having a conversation with you. And then you be quiet. And if they keep, you know, talking, they really want to have a conversation with you. Now, there's some other things you can do, um, but for the most part, you might have someone who really is trying to make an overture to get to know you and they're willing to talk with you uh, until. So I've actually had a very similar situation and I did not want to be bothered. And the person kept talking, but this is how they did. They were real slick. They were real slick. And I had to look at them like, okay. Because I said something similar, like, oh, I'm just waiting for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they were like, oh, okay, well, I'll just sit here and keep you company until they come. I was like, I wanted to say, can can you don't? But I didn't. <laughs> I, na- I navigated out of the conversation with some other tips and, and, and tools I have in my bag. But still, I was like, okay, I see you play a play on. You got some skills. All right, but there are there are levels to to this surface stuff, okay? So when you are trying to navigate the field of chit-chat, small talk, and that dreaded wane in the conversation where it gets awkward and you don't know which one should get up, leave, move away, walk away, or whatever, or when you get to someone who is a chatty Kathy you know, and they just won't shut up and you want to leave. There are different things that we can do. All right. So I'm going to give you a few magic words, uh, magical words. Uh, there is a guy, uh, his name is Phil M. Jones. He's a, he's a guy of UK and he did an audio book. It's only about a, a little over an hour. It's, it's really good. And it's uh, geared towards salespeople. And the name of the book is called Exactly What to Say. And like I said, it's an audio book. So I'll put the link in the description for you to check it out. But I highlighted a few things in there that he talks about because it gives you like about 24 phrases to use when they're couched in making a sales call to someone. But these are also really good at chit chat and a wise chit chat that doesn't get you exposed. Okay. And so one of them after you've moved into if you if you've both accepted the fact that you're going to move into this conversation one of the things you can do to gain the dominance so that you can control what's going on in the in the conversation and you can keep it light and surface is you can ask someone what do you know about xxx or whatever or what do you think about and bring up a benign topic that should be general knowledge. And then you allow the person to talk about it. You nod your head or whatever. Okay. And by doing this, you are allowing them to do a lot of the conversating, which causes you to be able to relax a little bit. And 
you, once you do that, if they ask you questions, then you know, if you want to answer them, you can answer them, but you keep it light. The next thing is, is another thing that you can do is a follow-up. And that could be, so say for instance, they say something really interesting and you're like, hmm, I want to know more about this, or this will keep them talking for a minute while I can eat my food and not get that indigestion, you know, so you can ask them. And how do you feel about that? Yes. Uh, and, and then they either be like, hmm, never thought about it. Shut up. Don't say nothing. Let them think and then let them answer. Because if they are trying to engage a conversation with you, then they are going to continue. Now, be careful because asking somebody what you know about and how do you feel about it can get deep. If you feel like they're moving into TMI uh, conversation, then there are ways to bring them back up. And you can do things like using the word, as I see it, yes. And that can bring them back up to the small talk and chit chat level where it's not TMI. And an example would be, um, as I see it, you could easily uh, do X, Y, and Z, you know, especially if they're trying to tell you all their business. And there is a famous way that this guy even talks about in his book. You know, of course, I knew a lot of these things he was talking about. Um, but he goes on to give, I, I think, some pretty good examples. But I'm going to give you an example. So you can use the law of three. And I do this a lot of times as a therapist, <laughs> uh, where you give them two bads and a good. So the first one is bad, the second one is bad, and the third one is good. And usually the first one's bad is going to be um, an opposite effect of what they want. So say, for instance, they've gone on, they're starting to talk about their 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 um, loveless marriage or their wayward kids. And you don't want to hear all that. You're just really trying to eat this food and, you know, mingle freely about the room. But they keep you, and I mean, they even are probably grabbing onto your arm to make sure you still stay in there. Are you still engaged? And it's your fault because you ask, you know, what do you think about or how do you feel about that? And now they've gone too deep. So you can say, you know, when the when you get a, when you get a chance to jump in, as I see it, and then you could put in their worst fear, as I see it, I as I see it, if and and own it because you said I, as I see it. I couldn't see myself going on that way. But you've got three things, you know, there you can look at this three ways. You could keep going or you could uh, do X, Y, Z and run the risk of da-da-da. Or you could, and then the third one is going to be something that's good and something that should be obvious for them. Okay, and to follow that one up, there is a way for you to, like I said, bring this back up to the level where you're comfortable or where you're willing to go. And you can use something like this. I bet you're a bit like me. And then you pose the what you want them to be a bit like. So there have been times when I I needed to go. Somebody was getting too too in detailed and I was like I don't I don't have time to do a counseling session here in the grocery store aisle. I need to go to the bathroom. And I you know, you can use things like, I bet you're a lot like me. 
I bet that just by having gotten that out, now that you you can clearly see what you need to do. You got this. Yes, you've got this. And if they say, no, I don't have it, you know, or whatever, they rarely do. But if they don't, there is another way to get them back up to the, the level that stays on chit chat and all of that. And there is this term called, don't worry. You reassure them, don't worry. Based on what I've heard, you already know what you've got to do. You are the best at doing what you do. Okay, so let me go back over a few of those and we'll talk about a few more after this. But I wanted to make sure that you got them because I thought the way the guy did it and he does, the book is is short. Like I said, it's just a little over an hour. And it gives you like 23 phrases. And out of those, you'll find about half of them are really good for just social situations where you're not trying to sell someone. So I, I still think it's worth a listen. And uh, so the, the ones I want to highlight that he brought brought out or brought attention to are conversations where you don't want to lag uh what do you what what do you know about or what do you think about and you can use a um a social topic now don't get something controversial if you want to keep this light we're going to stay away from the top three and that is sex religion and um politics okay sex religion and politics are the three that you don't want to get into if you don't want a heated passionate provocative debate Okay, if you're trying to really just keep this small talky chit chatty. So you can ask them, what do you think about blah, blah, blah. If they say something intriguing and you want them to keep going, um, then you can ask them, well, how do you feel about that? Okay, if they go too far, too deep or whatever, you can use things to bring it back up as as I see it. You state your little as I see it and you can uh pose it in three options for them, meaning that you put the option that you want them to take on the third one. The first two are bad. The third one, you couch it in some way that is good. And if you want to really shut that down, you say, I bet you're a bit like me and you put how you want. Uh, Like for instance, I bet you're a bit like me. You know, you enjoy your privacy and you know, you're really good at keeping things close to your chest because you know, the person who puts their business out, it's their fault when it comes back to them, you know, and it's not, you know, I know that one sounds a little shady, but it's off the, you know, off the cuff, but you can, you know, in the heat of the moment, I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to clean it up. And then if they protest or whatever you can do, you can come out as looking like the hero by saying, don't worry, you've got this, you know, and giving them assurances that they have this. So we've talked a little bit about, um, having uh, the dominance and the natural flow of the conversation. And one of the things that uh, you can have is where you don't know where to break it, where to stop the conversation, and it just keeps going on and on. Now, over the years, I have found that I've had to up my game in this because I'm stuck on an airplane with a stranger who just keeps, 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 keeps talking. Okay, so there are some other things that you can do to shift that that that's to where you get them to lose interest in the conversation or you can bring it to a natural end. All right. So one of the easiest ones is to ask for a favor. And no, it does not mean that they're going to be like, what? No, it means that when you ask for the favor, they're going to want to give it to you. And your favor should be something like, excuse me, could you watch over my plate 
or could you hold my seat? If you don't want to come back, don't ask them to hold your seat. But, you know, something like, excuse me, could you do me a favor? Could I have to go to, I have to excuse myself to go uh, to the to the ladies' room or the men's room or whatever. Um, could you keep an eye out for, and it could be somebody else. And you could, and, and I've, I've done this at a party before. Excuse me, can I ask you a favor? I've got to run to the ladies' room, but could you keep an eye out for so-and-so, so-and-so? I need to make sure that I... Uh, chat with them before I leave. And what you've done is you've given yourself a realistic reason to end the conversation, to move on, and you've gotten them engaged in helping you to end the conversation because you're using something. I've used, excuse me, I need to go to the ladies room. And when you give somebody a little time they will move on and start chit-chatting with somebody else or find someone else to engage in. So that's one. You might call that one a cop-out, and I agree. But hey, it works, <laughs> all right? And then another one is, now, this one, these are more on the negative side. And they are they are used to break the momentum, all right? So words like really, all right? are very powerful. And if used in the right inflection and tone, they will cause you to uh, stop the um, entrainment. And when I say entrainment, this is where the person, you have mirrored the person or they have mirrored you and they are connected to you in a, uh, a, a conversation. And so have you ever been in a conversation and someone is uh, talking and they just keep going on and on and on and on and on. And you've used the word, really, really? And they keep going. Well, the way you stop them from going on with still using the word really is to do something like this. They say something and you say, oh, really? And you just pause. The right inflection and tone stops them from what they were saying and then they look at you and they're like yes yeah all right and then you follow that up with oh or oh by using oh really and oh with the right in tone and in uh in inflection will break the pattern, the pacing, and the cycle of something. Now, it will, these two words will, and used in this way, will infuse some doubt. But what they will do is they will give you enough time to pull the person out of their revelry of hearing themselves speak and give you enough time to do pivot things. And so the next thing is when you pivot, you want to make a clean kill. You want to end strong. And what you want to do is you want to politely, but with firm confidence, you want to do things like, um, if, if I can say something, and then you say, I have in, excuse me, if I can't, you know, you say, oh, really? And, they, and, and then, oh, and then you say, oh, if I can say something. And then you say, I have enjoyed the, um, 
our chat, but I need to circulate or I need to go to the restroom or I I need to um, go blah, 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 uh, here or there, or I need to get ready to go because we have other stops and those types of things. And so what it does is it helps to continue to keep them ingratiated with you, but it gives you a good way to stop the conversation and then end the conversation. So it's like, if I said if I can, but it's if I may, um, I need to, and you can actually put a favor in there. If I may, uh, I need to stop this. Our conversation is so good, but I need to, um, I need to uh, pause and uh, go somewhere else or the proverbial. Oh my gosh, I look at the time I have enjoyed our conversation. It has been so fun, enlightening, and it's time for me to go. Now, let me tell you this as our time is dwindling down with the whole idea of chit-chatting, and that is he or she who asks the questions throughout is the one in power. And if you get to the point where you start to understand the power of the right types of questions, you will have someone believe you to be their best friend very quickly. Um, for those, I mean, let's just be honest, great salespeople understand how to use questions uh, to get to the right answers. And people who want to ingratiate themselves with others know how to do this. Great interviewers. Uh, I don't think I'm a great interviewer yet, but I'm working on it. And so I'm, I'm learning how to do these and I'm sharing them with you. And so this is a way for you to be able to be in more control where you're able to determine the level of the conversation. Now, I know today we pose this with regards to small talk and chit chat where the other person is doing a lot of the talking. But if you're a gregarious sort and you love to talk to people, you can still use this and make sure that you pace yourself by using similar tactics and similar questions. Um, and so if you're the person who's doing most of the talking and it's just your nature and the person seems to be really engaged with you and they won't leave your side, that has actually happened to me and a few other people as well. You know, you get your socially awkward, they latch onto you and, and they're glued to your side for the whole event. There are going to be times when you can take that and uh, you can uh, pose other questions that get them involved in um, what you're doing and uh, or what you're saying so that they can become more involved in the conversation. And so different things like uh, asking them a question as simple as, um, how open-minded are you? Uh, and then you can ask them, open-minded or whatever. And uh, that way they are going to prep themselves to be open-minded. Or you can ask them questions uh, like, uh, what are you willing? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to say it that way. Uh, it's along the lines of getting them to open up is, is what I'm saying. And uh, 
these are questions to investigate more about people's hobbies or those types of things. And you can say things like, um, there are two types of people in this world. Uh, people, and then you offer the two types. Um, people who are quiet and in secret power and people who love to talk and think they're in power. And then you can, you know, self-debase and say, I've been doing most of the talking and I don't want to be the fool in this conversation. So what's some things that you're interested in? What do you, and then you can lead into the, uh, what do you think or know about and move it that way? too. Because you always want to make sure that when you're engaging in small talk, it remains surface, it remains entertaining, and it stays out of the areas of the provocative that will get you into disputes and arguments, sex, religion, and politics. All right. So, and for some of us, uh, <laughs> uh, gossip. So be aware of that too. And um, I have that in in something else I was going to talk about um, later, but I'll just touch on that briefly. And that is always watch how quickly you feel in trying to someone and remember to not offer information about other people. Even if you don't know this person, If you start talking about your family and your friends and telling all of their business and you've only been talking to this person for 10 minutes, there is a red flag, there is a problem, and you need to stop. That is not part of small talk and chit-chat. Also, do not get into the quote-unquote gossipy side of things because that can quickly lead to schadenfreude and it can quickly lead to you casting yourself in a bad light. Now, if you've not listened to that podcast on schadenfreude, schadenfreude is one of the main ingredients that that fuels gossip about other people because it is a a pleasure in uh, when people uh, have a mishap. It's the reason why some people laugh when someone falls. So don't engage in that. With chit-chat, it should stay light, airy, it should uh, be entertaining, and it should be an exploration into uh, light areas of uh, enjoyment that people can explore. If you hear people saying, oh, I never thought about that, that's probably you doing uh, small talk and chit-chat the right way. But you guys, as you move out here in these streets on these two significant holidays, I want you to be prepared to make sure that you're ready for dominance or submission in your in your um your situation and that you are prepared with how to keep things light and how to open and close a conversation. So yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.